Hi there, folks. Just fearing. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast of Harmonica Player Podcast. And this time, we will do. A couple stories from a friend of mine who goes on YouTube by Darth Blent, D-A-R-T-H-B-L-E-N-T. So if you like what you hear and the following podcast, by his permission, look him up and subscribe to him because he would be greatly appreciated. That's D-A-R-T-H-B-L-E-N-T on YouTube. So here's a sample that he told me I could use on my podcast. It's a couple of stories, so enjoy. And now, our feature presentation. Hello and welcome. This is Darth Blunt. Have you ever been walking into the woods just to feel like you've been watched? The hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you feel like you're in danger. I'm here to tell you you're not alone and you were in danger. My cousin Josh used to work where I close to where I live at a national park for legal reasons I won't tell you which one but it's not hard to guess when you live in North Carolina let me tell you he was working for this national park for about a month they have a policy there if you get a call in on a missing or distress call you must go in pairs of two. It's about a month, month and a half after my cousin started working there. And this is where things take a turn. They get a call that people on one of the trails are hearing someone off in the distance yelling for help. But every time people go off looking, they never seem to get any closer to the sound. So of course they gather their equipment and they go off to find these people leaving the trail as they are heading up. They described about the location and whereabouts you could hear this person blood curling screams for help. Unfortunately, they found the sound. So as they were walking up the trail, they came upon the area. There's markers on the trails as you hike. They came, but they didn't know if they were going to make it back down in time before dark. 
so that I get off the trail about half a mile. They keep calling out, hello? Is there anyone there? Off in the distance. They hear nothing but silence. They realize that the sound of the birds, no crickets, no squirrels, no crinkling of leaves, no swaying of the branches, nothing. They could hear their own hearts beating it was so quiet. Every step they took, that's the only sound they hear. My cousin note my cousin noted that the his partner um, commented on this and they both realized that it must be due to the twilight before darkness. Or at least that's what they thought anyways. They were about to give up on the search. Go back down and call it back into base and start seeing if there was any missing person from the day. When off in the distance, they heard a faint sound. <whistles> Couldn't quite make it out. But it definitely sounded like it was human. That distress sound that you hear when someone's truly in fear and truly in pain and just calling out for their last chance of safety their last chance of hope of anyone please help so they take off running in that direction hello can you hear us can you speak up? They got closer. They stopped. They thought they were close to where they first heard the sound. At this point, it started to get a little dark. Where the shadows started melting with the color of the ground. And soon it would be completely black. So they had to pull out their flashlights. turn them on not because they needed to just quite yet but just so they could differentiate between the shadows and what was actually there my cousin's partner yelled hello can you hear us we're here to help you off in the distance they heard a sound of what it, they Assumed was a female. Crying. <laughs> Just a soft weaving. And then she cried for about four seconds. And then she screamed. That kind of scream that you do only whenever you truly know you're about to die. Help me, please help me. And then silence again. They take off in that direction. They take off in that direction and they run. 
We're over here. We're coming. We're coming. Please. Please. Where are you? Speak something. Say something. They go to where they thought they heard the sound. And they stop again. At this point, they're about a mile off of the trail. And they've got maybe 30 minutes of any light left before darkness. looking around with their flashlights and off in the distance they hear the sound of a woman weeping again followed by another blood curling scream and then someone saying help me I'm over here help me please help me I'm over here followed by silence Not another word my cousin his partner, their adrenaline was pumping at this point. They could hear the sounds of someone needing help. They took off without a second thought in the direction they heard the sound. They couldn't understand. We keep, how are we not getting any closer? Ma'am, we hear you. Ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Where are you at? Don't move. We're coming to you. Don't move. After about five minutes of running through the woods they stop again hello can you hear us silence not a word my cousin picks up his GPS tracker and realizes that they're about a mile and a half mile and three quarters off of the trail at this point he looks at his partner he says, we gotta find her. We can't give up. We need to call this in. They both agree that th this needs to be called in. They get on the radio. They call in that they have found the sound. But they're unable to locate the female. And about that time, they hear the sobbing sounds of a woman crying who's just given up life. That kind of sobbing you do when you truly know there's no hope, there's no help. Followed by a blood-curdling scream as though you're at your last seconds of life before they're quickly ripped away from you by the passage of time and evil is taking it away. And then after the scream, please help me, God, please help me, I'm over here, please help me. And then silence. My cousin started to get a really eerie feeling as though they've been watched, as though they're being watched. His partner starts taking off running. My cousin says, hey, wait. His partner says, what do you mean? It's from, coming from this way. It's coming from this way. She's this way. She's this way. Come on, come on, come on. He goes, no, wait. His partner turns around, and looks my cousin in the eyes and says, why? What's what's going on? Why can't, We need to help her. Have, have you noticed anything strange? Partner, his partner scratches his chin and says it's weird that we're not able to find her right 
My cousin says, yeah. Also, have you noticed that every time we hear her, it's the exact same thing? Crying, followed by a scream. And then the female's voice saying, please help me. Oh God, I'm over here, I'm over here. He goes, yeah. My cousin's partner quickly came to the same realization that he did, that something was not right here. Something was definitely wrong. And as they stood there, they heard the sound again of the woman crying. And then as if on cue, she screamed a bloody curling scream. Followed by, oh God, please help me. I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. And then silence. At this point, my cousin Josh said, uh-uh. I, I, I don't know what that is, but I don't think it's a woman. His partner turns to him and says, what are you talking about? And then again, as though whatever it is is getting impatient. The sound, but this time it's closer, of a woman screaming, followed by, oh God, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. But it's closer. Then they realize that not only is it saying the same words, but it's repeating them in the exact same tone, in the exact same times, over again. But this time, they took a few steps back, and they heard the direction it was coming from, but it was getting closer. It was getting closer to them. They both had their flashlights out, shining in that direction. This time it sounded like it was maybe a hundred yards away. My cousin Josh, his partner, shined their flashlights in that direction and said, Ma'am, are you there? Can you hear us? Ma'am, come to us. Cousin Josh took a few steps back. He said the hair on the back of his neck stood up. He felt as though he was being watched. A lot like a fly is by a spider. As it comes closer and closer to its web. And then, about 30 yards away, all of a sudden, as if on cue, blood-curdling scream. Followed by the words. At this point, my cousin Josh and his partner both lost it. They both agreed that it was repeating the exact same thing on repeat over and over again. And it kept trying... Kept trying to do what? My cousin Josh realized it was leading them farther and farther off the trail. And... He knew he had to get back to the vehicle. He immediately realized that they were in danger. He told, he grabbed his partner, said, look, we gotta get the hell out of here now. And him and his partner took off running back using the GPS tracker towards the trail as fast as they could. 
kept running and running. And then as if on cue, they heard the sounds of a sobbing woman, followed by a blood-curling scream. And then saying, oh God, please help me, please help me, please help me, I'm over here. But this time it wasn't getting farther away. It was getting closer. It was getting closer. It was following them back. And my cousin looked at his partner while they were running and said, just don't listen to it. Don't pay attention to it. Run. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Go, go, go. Run. They were almost back at the trail. They heard it again. This time it sounded like it was coming from less than 10 feet behind them. The crying, the crying, the sound of the crying, followed by the blood-curling scream. Since it was so close, they could feel the scream inside their bodies as it echoed their rib cage and vibrated inside their souls. And they heard the woman's voice screaming at them, Oh God, please help me, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. They just ran. At that point, my cousin knew that he was going to die, and he knew that whatever was in that woods was not a woman. So afraid, he dropped his flashlight, and he just kept running, following the light of his partner. They made it back to the trail, and they ran down that trail. They got to the bottom of that trail. They got in their vehicle, and they sped the hell out of there as fast as they could. Oh God, please no. Unfortunately, when they got back, they had to write a report on what they saw and heard and they wrote the report honestly, truthfully. They gave it to their superiors. Put it in a file. Never spoke about it. They were told to not tell anyone about what happened and that it didn't happen. That something like that did not happen. They were to not discuss it further with anyone. That was the day my cousin Josh realized there's something strange about wooded areas. Something so inviting and mystical about walking through the woods, but yet extremely dangerous. The last big thing that happened to my cousin before he finally got the nerve to quit. Mostly he stayed working there because it paid extremely well. They had a revolving door, and within a year, pretty much everyone's been cycled out except for him and two other people and his superiors. So, he just decided that as long as, as long as he felt safe, he would keep doing it. He got relocated to another part of the park. 
this is a very huge national park. And when he got relocated to this new section, they had a colon above stairs that have been seen in the woods. Very fascinating. My cousin Josh has always heard about these stairs from other people, but mostly it was just in passing as a warning. If you see stairs in the woods, never go up them. Ever. Do not pay them any attention. Do not touch them. Do not step on them. Do not go to the top. Pretend that they do not exist. And keep moving. Keep your head down. He was told that if anyone ever called in, or if anyone ever reported seeing stairs in the woods, they were to immediately sanction that part off from visitors for some sort of humanitarian reason, if they were asked. There was a couple of times where he was on the team escorting people away from an area where set of stairs have been seen and located but he had never seen a set himself part of him thought it was just a weird joke some sort of twisted thing that the higher ups would tell just uh, to mess with the people on the ground but he got a call in that there were some stairs that was located in the woods that someone had to supposedly put there. No one knew how they got there, so he had to go out and investigate. So he goes out to the area, and there's no one to be seen. Not a soul. And he goes walking into the woods to the area to find these stairs. He gets off into the woods, off of the trail. And sure enough, he sees the set of stairs. And it's fascinating. It looks as though it's been pulled from the most lavish mansion you've ever seen. It's spiraling. And it's got carpets, red carpet going all the way up them. And he's oh, how did the, these stairs get here? What? Where do these stairs lead? What the hell is going on? So after confirming that these stairs were there, he immediately radioed in told his superiors that what was called in is true. He partly felt as though it was a prank being played on him, but as it was his job, he started escorting people out. Little by little. You know, this area is being closed off for humanitarian reasons. You must relocate to the other parts of the park immediately. And he was starting to escort people out. He came across this woman, escorted her out, halfway down the trail, 
Where's my child? Where's Jacob? Jacob? He thought to himself, there hasn't been a child with us this whole time, ma'am. No, 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 Jacob, he was with he was with me not long ago. Jacob! Jacob! My cousin worrying that there may actually be a missing child turned around with the woman and began to walk back up the trail as they were calling out for Jacob. Jacob, come here! They walk back through the woods and he asks her, where, where about have you guys been today? When was the last time you saw them? What do you, you know, what does he look like? What was his, he wearing? calls on the radio that there was a missing boy. <sighs> At this point, a few others have shown up and began escorting people out as well. But my cousin Josh took this woman back into the woods and they were looking for this child. He went back to the area. He told the woman to stay here as he went to go check to make sure the child wasn't on the stairs. As he approached the stairs, he seen something very weird. As though there was someone walking up and down the stairs. There was footprints being pressed down in the carpet. And it looked as though there was someone walking up the spiral stairs as far as he could see and then it would turn around and walk right back down again and then it would walk right back up again and right back down he was very confused by this didn't quite understand what was going on here and he heard the sound of a boy crying he looked up and said Jacob is that you? No response, but there was a sound of a boy crying coming from the top of the spiral staircase that my cousin Josh could not see up to the top. It was, gosh, it must have been 40 feet up in the air. He knew that he shouldn't touch these stairs, but he kept hearing the sounds of this boy crying. He kept seeing these footprints going up and down these stairs, the carpet, so he touched this, the handrail, and he took a step up. He was on the first step. He looked around, he realized that the rest of the world looked gray, as though the color has been sucked right out of this, the whole entire universe grass, the trees that were a luscious green, now just a pale gray comparison of their once beautiful shades. The sky was gray, no longer a blue, but he heard the sound again, this time it was louder. He looked down to see that there was no longer footsteps going up and down the stairs. 
no longer imprints, feeling as though it was 90 degrees so he could see his breath. Had no idea what was going on. It was incredibly cold. He felt his hands chilling, the hair standing up on his body from the coldness and his hands together on the second step and said hey come on down your mom's looking for you come down afraid to step up on that third step can you hear me he took a step again onto the third step at this point it was only the stairs almost as if the world was blurry as though he needed glasses but he never wore glasses before but on the third step the whole world became fuzzy on the fifth step he could no longer make out the leaves on the trees they were just green blobs he felt sick at his stomach something was wrong well, they would have been green blobs, but they were gray blobs because there was no color. Hey kid, come down. Oh God, what? He takes another step. This Now he's about halfway around the first spiral. Hey! Kid, come here. Can you hear me? This time he hears the kid responds, Yes, I can hear you. My cousin says, Come down the stairs. Come down the stairs. My cousin not realizing that at this point... up into the sky and realized that the sky had turned black, but the ground was still gray and blurry. He said, come on down, child, just come down. He takes another step, and when he does, the ground begins to fade from a light gray to a dark black. He's freezing. His whole body is shivering from the cold at this point. That's beyond seeing your breath. His hair is frozen in place. As if that you could chip it right off. The, the boy replies, I can't. He won't let me. He won't let me down. I can't get down. My cousin Josh is looking up at him. This time he's starting to pay attention to how the outside world is changing so much. He says, come on boy, just come on down. He won't let me come down. And the boy screams and 
you could hear the sound of the boy hitting the stairs as though he's been thrown down picked up and thrown on the stairs and as that happened a shoe comes rolling down he hears the sound of a door opening and it slams and then the boy sounds stop my cousin Josh is holding this child's shoe in his hand and he hears the sound of the stairs creaking as if someone's starting to slowly walk down them from the top of the stairs my cousin is filled with terror trying to comprehend what he just heard and he turns around and he goes running down the stairs he jumps and as he jumps down the stairs the ground turns from black to gray the sky turns from gray black to gray then the c colors start to come back and the warmth comes back and as he rolls out from to the ground looks up at him holding this shoe the guy reaches down and grabs the shoe and takes it puts it in a plastic bag and he says why did you touch the stairs my cousin Josh told him I heard the sound of the boy crying there was a boy lost in the woods and I, I heard him crying at the top of the stairs and how far did you get up the stairs I don't know the sixth or seventh step maybe the eighth if anyone asked he didn't touch the stairs what happened what did I experience where'd that boy go what was walking down the stairs you didn't touch the stairs did you not understand me you better hope no one finds out what you did here he turns around and walks off with this boy's shoe in a bag my cousin Josh stood up his hair is still frozen on his head slowly melting from the 90 degree weather his face is still cold he looks down at his hands and realizes that his hands and arms are pure white like a ghost. Like his, the tan and his body have just been sucked right out of him. He, he walks back down the hill to find the woman. Did you find my child? Did you find my child? His commanding ranger said, ma'am. We didn't find a child or any evidence of a child as he had stuffed the bag into his backpack. The woman says, please, God, I say by someone find my child. Ma'am, we're going to do all we can to find him. As his commanding officer looks back at my cousin, isn't that right? He nods. My cousin looks at the woman and looks at his commanding officer and nods back, knowing that that child is experiencing a fate worse than anyone deserves more. That was the day my cousin decided he wasn't going back to work. He walked down that hill, drove back, got into his vehicle, and left. He never even went back to get his last paycheck. He never went back.
there's a lot of scary things that happen in the woods. There's a man who takes note of all these things and puts them into something called the 411 files. There's a lot of cases of missing people. This next one is incredibly strange. If you'd like to know more about things that happen in the woods, check out 411. There's this Boy Scout group. They were hiking through the Appalachian Mountains. They were getting ready to go up to a peak to set up camp about a half mile, three quarters of a mile away. Two of the boys started falling behind. Their instructor, their Boy Scout leader, turned around um, to yell at the boys up front to stop to let those catch up. Turned back around. There was only one boy walking behind them. The Boy Scout leader said, Hey, where did the other where did so and so go? For this instance, we're gonna call him Bobby. I can't remember his real name. The kid stops and says he's right behind me. Turns around and Bobby is nowhere to be seen. The only thing on the ground is some change, a Boy Scout knife, and the glasses that Bobby was wearing not even 20 seconds ago. Boy Scout leader walks over to the stuff scattered on the trail. Bobby, where are you at? Silence. The other boys come back down and they all begin looking for Bobby. The boys go off the trail a little bit and find that one of Bobby's shoes hanging from a tree. They know it's Bobby's because it literally has his name in Sharpie written on the back of these shoes. His mother did that before they left, just so that way he wouldn't lose them. They ended up calling the police, and the police came in and done an investigation and looked for this child. The only thing they can, conclusion they come up with is, while the Boy Scout instructor turned around, for no more than five seconds, someone or something came, picked the boy upside down so roughly and so fast that it caused the contents of the boy's pockets to empty out where he was standing and his glasses to fall off, carried the child off into the woods. Many cases of people going missing into the woods. Many cases of children, adults, go adventuring off into the woods are never to be seen again. The next time that the woods invite you in, ask yourself, am I here to have fun? Or is something having fun with me here?
This has been Darth Blint. Happy Halloween, and may your chains be broken. Leave a comment on what content you want to see next. Thank you for watching. Well, folks, that's all for episode. Thanks for listening. Remember, follow D-A-R-T-H-B-L-E-N-T on YouTube. That's Darth Blunt. Thanks for listening. See ya.